Sadly, this is what home sounds like for many of America's heroes. During this crisis, many veterans are living on the street, sleeping on nothing more than cardboard. You can help. Donate at cardboardtoheadboard.org. Hey there, Fangirl Nation. You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Fangirl Playbook. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, joined as always by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll. On today's episode, we have you covered on all things NFL. From the Monday Night Football doubleheader and what it meant for the Steelers and the 49ers, to Alex Smith to the surging NFC East, we break down all the action from Week 13. Then we look at the playoff picture and the Week 14 matchups that affect it. Beyond that, is Carson Wentz done in Philadelphia? And of course, Fangirl says, who's hot, who's not? With all the NFL action, Friday Night Lights will have to wait until next week. Sorry, Coach Taylor. All right, Steph, uh, it is Tuesday, and this is going to sound funny because I'm going to say it's Tuesday, but week 13 is not quite done yet because there is one more game this evening uh, between the Dallas Cowboys and the Baltimore Ravens, but it was quite a somewhat wild week 13 in the NFL, and the playoff picture is both starting to take shape and also getting more confusing, I think would be, I think it's fair to say both of those things at the same time. We have so much to talk about with the NFL uh, we are going to hold off on Friday Night Lights until next week just because there's so much that's happened. And looking ahead to week 14, there are a number of very important matchups for a lot of teams. So let's start with the Monday Night Football doubleheader. For those of us on the West Coast, it was kind of more of a Monday <laughs> afternoon football doubleheader. Yes. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers lose to the Washington football team. They hand the Steelers their first loss of the season which was, of course, surprising to many. You know, I do think we can talk about this more. I think it's not that shocking because (laughs) sometimes things like this just do happen. And the Steelers have also kind of been through a lot in the last couple of weeks. You know, they had their game with the Ravens postponed, postponed, and then postponed again. They finally played it last Wednesday. They were playing this Monday. You know, so it was a short week. There were a lot of things. They did not have uh, their normal kicker, so – that played a factor into the game that you know that we can go into. They do still hold the number one seed in the AFC West. They have the same record as the Chiefs. But now this race for the number one seed gets very interesting because as we've talked about many times in this podcast, this year only one team gets that first round bye, and that first round bye is super important. But let's take a look at the game. The first thing I want to bring up because – for you and I, this is obviously a big deal, uh, is the Washington football team quarterback, Alex Smith, who had himself an incredible game. His, I mean, he's got to be the NFL comeback player of the year. I would say he's the presumptive winner. Not that anyone's asked, but I would say that. Uh, but just so happy for him, Steph. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And, uh, you know, I know it wasn't the prettiest game by Washington, but, you know, Steelers dropped – seven passes, which they had dropped six or something the week before. So, or I guess short week before, but it's just crazy to me that, um, the Steelers blew the lead, but I'm, I'm, Hey, I'm happy for Alex. Always, (laughs) always happy for Alex. And, you know, at one point the game was tied. The Steelers did not kick a field goal because they did not have as much confidence in their field goal kicker. And they ended up turning it over on downs and that ended up you know, being how Washington was able to capitalize. But uh, it's just exciting for Alex Smith. I think it's exciting for a Washington team that in many ways seems to try to be, you know, moving forward and 
turning over a new leaf, if you will. I was trying to think of a phrase that was less cliche <laughs> than that, but that's okay. Uh, and obviously, happy for Ron Rivera. But we're seeing a team a little bit come – I don't want to say come into its own, but making progress. Let's say that. We're seeing some – we're seeing progress. Um, and of course, so happy for Alex Smith. I know Steelers fans are – are nervous and upset. And then I just, you know, we've talked on this podcast before. I still feel like you are better off losing a game in the regular season because eventually oh, yeah. you're going to, you know, and we've seen it. And I think you don't want to lose in the playoffs. And, you know, I think for Pittsburgh, where I would be concerned is I think all the drop passes are concerning as yeah. you get into the later weeks of the season and the playoffs. Uh, this is, you know, not what you want to see, but I think you know, generally we've seen Pittsburgh play well. It's interesting though, and I've noticed this, and I this happened last year with the 49ers, and I just, I don't know if it's just the nature of the beast, so to speak, of NFL and NFL fandom, but of course everyone says they're a week 11-0 and team, the schedule, et cetera. This happened last year with San Francisco uh, for all the weeks they went undefeated. Well, they haven't played anybody. There's this, <laughs> there's some reason there is this like, need for it not to be real. I don't I don't know how to, know. to describe it and I don't really understand it. Um because my feeling is you can't play who you're who's not on your schedule. So you're right. playing who's on your schedule. Right. And if you put together 11 straight wins, that does mean you know how to win. It doesn't matter who you're playing because I think if you look at this past weekend, you had the Seahawks lose to the Giants. Who, I mean, first of all, this was like the NFC East banner weekend, uh, not for the Eagles, and we'll get to that, but uh, can Dallas keep it going today against the Ravens, TBD? Nobody knows, but (laughs) the NFC East that everybody's been making so much fun of this weekend was like, that's it, we've had it, like, let's do this. Um, So the Giants are now 5-7, and which is the same record as the San Francisco 49ers, and they beat the Seahawks, and I think that was a you know, pretty uh, decent win. And listen, if I see an NFC East leading team who ends up being like eight and eight or even seven and nine going to the playoffs, I'd feel much better than one that ends up being four and 12. So I do feel yeah. good about that myself. <laughs> um, but you know, it's not easy to win every week. So no matter who is on your schedule and who you're playing, if you put together that many wins, like you're a good football team. And that to me becomes the difference between good teams and not good teams, do you know how to win? Or good teams or teams that are not as good? Because I'm certainly not saying that the Seahawks aren't a good team because obviously they're a good team. But (laughs) I think, you know, it's like as you look at teams around the league, you know, we saw this a couple years ago with the 49ers where they would like snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. But that was the difference between a good team that knows how to win and a team that's not there yet. So, you know, yes, Pittsburgh lost yesterday, and yes, I think there are things that you could point to in the game that for Steelers fans could cause com- some concern in this later part of the season and going into the playoffs. But this idea that they're a week eleven and O team, I just, I just don't buy into that. Right, I, I agree. I mean, there's, it's football. I mean, things happen and things can go. It, you know. Either way, I mean, if there's a bunch of turnovers, if there's drops, I mean, there's, there's always. It, it, just bad games. And so it, that's kind of the nature of what football is. So it, that's why, you know, we have that saying any given Sunday because it's, it's just true. It's just the way it goes sometimes. A hundred percent true. So I think looking ahead to the Steelers, uh, we'll break down last night's other Monday night football game because the, the Steelers are playing Buffalo this weekend. And so this becomes a very you know big game for both of these teams. Uh, Buffalo played, 
The 49ers last night uh, in Glendale, Arizona for the 49ers home game. Uh, I was there. It was very interesting. It was a little weird because, (laughs) you know, you're uh, the home team, but, you know, and they're like the faithful to the Bay signs and SF and it it was interesting. Um, But, you know, it was what it was and that's where they were and that was the home game. So, and it was nice thing for the players. Their families were able to be there for the first time all season. So uh, I'm sure that was nice though, the product on the field was less nights. So you had a San Francisco team. This team is somewhat confusing. And I think the same could be said for a lot of the NFC West. Uh, Every week is an adventure. So you have a San Francisco team who played like really a lights out game for them against the Rams last week, come in with some momentum, had help this weekend. You know, again, the Giants beating the Seahawks. You had the Rams beating the Cardinals. And I want to talk, you know, more about the Cardinals in a bit had some help uh, in, in a few different places this weekend. Jacksonville almost beat Minnesota, and Minnesota did everything in its power to lose that game, but unfortunately <laughs> they won it anyway. Uh, so they had a lot of help, and had they won last night, they would be tied for that seventh spot. But that was not to be. Uh, first of all, and I think credit goes to this, like Josh Allen had an unbelievable game, and we've seen him really develop into a – leader uh, and and a really great quarterback and a really accurate quarterback. He's mobile. And so he had a great game and he, there was like really nothing the 49ers seemed to be able to do. And and a few of them said after the game that the frustrating thing is it wasn't that the bills did anything that they weren't expecting. They just executed better. Um, And, you know, I think there were a lot of things that went wrong for San Francisco, but I, I had tweeted this and I, I do believe this to be true. Sometimes the other team's better. Sometimes you don't match up as well. Sometimes the myriad of injuries just come into play and you have yeah. players playing in positions and in playing time that they were never meant to do. And it's nobody's fault. And I think that's what we saw, you know, last, last night. night. And of course, you know, Robert Sala was getting roasted after a week of all the praise in the world. And I think that's the other thing. Robert Sala was not the greatest defensive coordinator of all time last Sunday and then the worst last night. Like, that's just not how it works. Um, And sometimes the matchups just aren't there. And I say that all the time. You do. And I I thought of you, actually. It's funny. When I tweeted that, I totally thought of you. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, you had – You can just look at it. I mean, like Beasley – he had, I don't even know, like nine passes for like a hundred and billion yards, it seemed like, and a touchdown. But like Beasley basically took advantage of the 49ers injure, injuries because at slot corner, because there was mm-hmm. nobody there to defend him. So if that's that's just an injury thing. And so they're going to expose that. You know, so if you're you play a good team like Buffalo, they're gonna expose exactly where you're hit. And so there's nothing – you can be the greatest defensive coordinator in the world, but if there's nobody to play <laughs> that 100%. Not- and, and they're on their fourth string slot corner. I mean, right. that was basically what happened. You had Dante Johnson playing in that position. And, I think, you know, we had a decent game, but and he's not Kaywon Williams. He's, Stephon he's not Diggs. A yeah. I mean, he, he hauled in like 10 – targets and he had a lot of yards but they prevented him from scoring and I think that's a win you know so there's I don't know it's like I I still think they played a good game so I you know I especially with like you said they're on their four string in a lot of these positions and that's tough to do 
it's very tough to do. There was like no pass rush to speak of, but this is the game. These are the kind of games, and Josh Allen is the type of quarterback where that becomes a problem. Also, DJ Jones, and on top, adding injury to injury, DJ Jones left the game early with an ankle injury that they're concerned is a high ankle sprain, uh-huh. hoping it's not, of course, but. High ankle. This team in high ankle sprains has been just like a total disaster this season. I don't know what can be done about that, but this team in high ankle sprains has really has really been something else. Uh, but you know, it's a it's frustrating. They're not totally out of it. I would say yeah. chances are not high. Uh, should they win out and a few other things fall into place, they could still make the playoffs. I think this season has shown that things are not falling into place for them. But I also think the, you know, winning out is going to be tough. They do have the Washington football team this weekend who we saw just beat the Steelers. Uh, but the Washington football team and the Cowboys, the next two games are win- winnable games. Then it's the Cardinals who I'm going to, we're going to talk about in a minute. Uh, and then the end this season with the Seahawks. And I just think the chances of them winning out are not high, yeah, but it's hard. And if anything, the 49ers can't run, I'm, I'm just going to say that if they can't run, it's difficult for them to win with Nick Mullins. I just don't. It, yeah. It's really tough. So if you have a team that can stop the run, you can pretty much stop San Francisco. So, and, you know, some teams are better at it than others, but um, it's tough because it, it's it like they're, it's, that's tough. kind of how they're built. And so and, I don't and Nick know. Mullins isn't meant to be that guy. I mean, that's the reality of that situation, too. Like, yeah. Nick Mullins is their backup quarterback. And yeah. potentially they could have a better backup. But I think with the way this season went, I don't really see what else they could have done under yeah. the circumstances. Because they weren't going to make a trade for a quarterback with their certain – you know, in the middle of this season for a certain situation. Like, there was nobody probably to sign um, in theory, though, I guess that brings up a whole other discussion, but I think, but I would also say like, this is Colin Kaepernick re- walking right into this offense is not probably right. not ideal in week six or seven, whatever, you know, we fought I mean, seven, but you know, I was thinking about that, even with the logistics of, you know, as much as I love Colin Kaepernick, it's like, he probably has to get quarantined. You well, know, they do. Thinking. Oh, there's a whole, so the way that it would work, should they sign a player, there are a few days that get quarantined and then they get tested. So then they're not available till another week. It's, it's just, it's not, it's a different it's kind of plug season. and play. Yeah. It's, it's just not a- plug. And I also think this, I also don't think Kyle Shanahan's offense is plug and play. Like I, I think generally, you know, I think that does take yeah. a little time to learn, but let's well, quarterback. Yeah. Quarterback, you know, quarterback <laughs> for sure. So there's a lot of things that go into play there. So assuming, you know, that wasn't like that wasn't going to happen. Like Nick Mullins wasn't meant to be that guy. I think, you know, that's not who he is. It's not who he's ever going to be. He's a decent backup. And, you know, maybe maybe next year they want to look at having a better backup. (laughs) You know, like I think. um, But, you know, he's he's not meant to be that guy. And I think everyone points to there was a preseason game in 2018 where he led a comeback that everybody, you know, which was like very exciting. And then there was that Raiders game, but you were playing against a terrible Raiders team. Um, and not that the <laughs> Niners were great, but that Raiders team was terrible. And yeah. he had an incredible game. And, the, you know, I think we know who Nick Mullins is, and it's not even a knock on him. No, it's just not, he's not meant to be that guy. So, um, the Niners are going to have quite a few things to figure out for next year. So that's that's where they are left after last night's game, uh, five and seven, and a very tough road ahead if 
there's any chance of making the playoffs. And it's it's at this point very, very slim. I almost, just as a fan, I don't want them to because they're just going to get more banged up. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> put the, wave the white flag, guys. Well, I, think, I know we I don't think, do that, but I mean, I, oh man, you know. Well, I think had they won last night, and they were able to get right. there. I think the hope would have been you would have had Garoppolo and Kittle back right. for the playoffs. Maybe the Seattle game and maybe the playoffs. Now I think you look at things, you know, I think now there's things look at not not a wave the white flag type of thing, but I think as a team, obviously, they probably look at things and have to make some decisions uh, on that and, and how they're going to proceed and, and all right. of that fun stuff, so to speak. So – that was at but Buffalo, as we mentioned before the Niners discussion. They play Pittsburgh this weekend. This is going to be uh-huh. a good game. I mean, the buff if the Buffalo team that played last night and granted, sorry, Four Niners fans, but considering everything that's going on, the Four Niners are not the Steelers right now. I think you know, had the Four Niners no, not, not. Had the, I mean, <laughs> had they not had twenty some odd players go on IR, maybe, but they're not the Steelers. So sorry, guys, but I appreciate that Steph had I think some it's laughter. Funny, I think it's well, funny you had to. <laughs> I do well because sometimes some people get mad. I know, like, but it's that's hilarious. Because you know there's gonna be someone who's like, the Steelers aren't that good. They were really weak <laughs> eleven and zero, And maybe if the Four Niners had just done this or just done that, you know that's happening. You know it. <laughs> well, that was funny for me. Like I needed I'm that not- laugh. I'm like, oh, they're not an 11 and one team. Hey, guys, uh, analysis coming your way. 49ers are not the Steelers. <laughs> I'm glad I could make you laugh, Steph. I am glad that that makes me happy. It always makes me happy to make people laugh. Because often I just make myself laugh. So I like when I can make other people laugh, too. So no, the Buffalo Bills are playing the not 49ers Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend. <laughs> Uh, and it's a, it's now a, it's a huge game for Pittsburgh because mm-hmm. so Kansas City's playing Miami. So they also have a big game this weekend because like I said at the beginning, like we said at the beginning that that number one seed now is getting super interesting. Yeah. So those are must have, win games in my opinion for yeah, both A hundred percent. Oh, I agree with you. One hundred percent. They are must win games. They're kind of, I mean, so Buffalo's record is now, let me go pull that up. So the Buffalo is now not, uh, they are nine, three. So kind of all these games are must win games because chances are, they're not going to reach the number one seed. Uh, right. however, you know, these are, these are just all, these they're are like, gonna basically they're going to matter. Basically from here on out, anyone even in the hunt or e- like is, or even those have cl- those that have clinched, um, mm-hmm. they are, like their must-win games. I think what's really funny though is that um, the Chiefs and the Saints have clinched, and the Steelers are still co- and the Packers are still considered like in the hunt. <laughs> I think that's funny, <laughs> even though I'm, they're obviously they're. I mean, unless like the Steelers would like really have to fall apart, and even if they did, even if they finished eleven and five, I'm still pretty sure they're gonna make the playoffs. So, right. uh, but it's just funny to me that they're still, like in the hunt. But basically, all these games are must-win games. So when you look at this Pittsburgh Buffalo game. You know, Buffalo hasn't just been playing well against the 49ers. And I think something important to remember is had it not been for a Hale Murray pass a few weeks ago, Buffalo would actually be uh, 10 and 2. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's something to keep in mind. This is a very good football team. And I do think they match up well against the Steelers. And I would not, I don't know, I kind of 
I kind of see Buffalo winning this game. Sorry, Steelers fans. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been saying this for a while, but even the games that they lost, I mean, they it, they shouldn't have lost those games. So mm-hmm. I, I'm like, they're a much better football team than I think people – and this goes back to the 49ers game, even though – they were all banged up. I think they did pretty well against them. You know, I, I'm like, I was kind of proud, low-key proud that, you know, like, I get it's a loss. I get it hurts. But the fact that they were able to, like, do something against them, I just think that just disrupt them is a huge win in my book, in my my fandom book. But, like, but Buffalo, I think, has a really good shot at taking this game and then and getting hot at the right time. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. So we have the Chiefs in Miami. Um, You know, the Broncos did a lot of things well against the Chiefs the other day. It wasn't enough. And they had two turnovers, which those will always kill you, especially when you're playing a a team like the Chiefs. I'm very curious on this uh, Chiefs-Miami game. You know, I think the thing with the Chiefs and what makes them so good is just how good they are. I mean, this sounds obvious, but from a matchup, perspective. I feel like they match up well against everybody. They're yeah. not unbeatable as we saw because we saw them, you know, we saw them lose to the Raiders and they played, the Broncos played a tough game against them and maybe not for those two turnovers. It could have potentially been a different result. But I think again, that goes to the difference between good teams and not as good teams and who makes the plays and who doesn't. Uh, I think this is a big test for Miami. I think it's a big test for them to see kind of where they stack up, where they are, uh, they currently hold the sixth seed in the NFC East. Uh, should they win this game, they're nine and four. Should they lose it, eight and five? I'm sorry, they hold a sixth seed in the AFC. I don't know why I said the NFC East. That's incorrect. They hold the sixth seed in the AFC playoff picture, and they're second in the AFC East. So sorry, I moved them to an entirely different conference. <laughs> However, you guys should want them in that conference because they would far away run away with it um, <laughs> if you're a Dolphins fan. But they hold the sixth seed in the AFC. They are second in the AFC East. This is, it's a big test for them. This is a really important game. Um, I see the Chiefs winning it, but I think it will be interesting to see how the Dolphins do stack up and how they play against this type of team. Yeah, I think the Dolphins are really good. And and I think they're actually getting better. They're locking in. Um, They've got Gusecki back. I think... There's a lot of good things that they have going for them. So I'm 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 excited to watch that game. That should be a good football team game team. Good I'm sorry, Washington football team. It'll be team. good <laughs> football teams playing in a good football game. How's yeah. that? <laughs> um so yeah, it's it's exciting to see them because how it's been a while since Miami's been relevant. So well, it's been a long I mean, they've only been relevant in terms of how bad they were in the last several seasons. So yes, this is a very this is definitely exciting for them. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch that game. So then we have uh, Baltimore-Cleveland. So, you know, as I mentioned earlier, Baltimore and plays the Cowboys today. So, obviously, we don't know how that game is going to, to turn out. But they're going to end up playing Cleveland uh, this weekend. Cleveland looks good. This, to me, Baltimore-Cleveland, no matter how Baltimore has struggled and no matter what happens in today's game, though, if – if Baltimore does end up losing to the Cowboys, then like Houston, we have a problem or Baltimore, we have a problem. Uh, but uh, Cleveland, you know, has looked good. They're nine and three. They're going to have a winning season for the first time in a very, 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 very long time. 
Baker Mayfield had a great Decent. game the other day. Yeah. He really, I mean, he really did. Unrecognizable. I mean, just so good. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. I mean. yeah, he really did. He played great. They've only beat, and I believe they've only beat two teams who currently hold a winning record. This game is kind of the big test. Now, again, I'm going to go back to what we said before. They've still won nine football games. It's not easy to do no matter who you're playing. It's no. still the NFL. So it's going back to what we talked about earlier. But I do think this uh, Baltimore game will be a big test for them. But they seem to be kind of getting better as the season goes on, coming into their own. It's kind of, you know, all coming together. There's a lot of talent on that team, even with Odell Beckham out for the season. So um, I'm uh, I'm definitely curious in, in how will Baker Mayfield play against that Ravens defense. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I am too. I think uh... – I don't know. I'm kind of cheering for them, you know, and cheering for the Browns in general. But, you know, they have a tough defense. They have a lot of good things, you know. And, you know, they they don't – it's going to be interesting because their Cleveland's runners don't, like, accumulate super great yardage. Mm-hmm. If they – it just depends on how they're – like, who they're playing. So that's something. But they – but then they can tack it on. So it'll be interesting to see how everyone performs, including Mayfield. So, you know, he he threw a lot of yards the other day. But, like, um, like I think he had four touchdowns or something crazy like that. But Five. I think it was five. Five? Okay. So mm-hmm. it's just when you see that kind of stuff. But if they can get the run game and they can get locked in – um, I think that they have a, a decent shot. I don't see why they wouldn't, I guess. So we'll see. No, I think, uh, yep, five touchdowns. No, hold on. I'm looking at the wrong thing. You guys, I only want you to have the most. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. You were correct. Four touchdown passes. Okay. Um, I well, wanted it's good to that once him- in a while. I, guess. I, I, I wanted to give him that fifth. But incorrect. It was it was four. Uh, but still, you know, a great game. Yeah, I, I think they have a – very good shot. I'm excited. I'm excited. And they have, you know. One of their cornerbacks are going to return from injury. So I think they're going to be difficult to beat. I think so too. And we're seeing chinks in the Baltimore armor. Yeah. And we saw it, you know, granted Baltimore had their own issues, you know, last week playing right. the Steelers. They were, they had, you know, a myriad, a myriad seems to be my word of the day, myriad of players on the COVID list. And there were multiple changes. They did not have Lamar Jackson at quarterback last week because of COVID. So, you know, things, you know, yeah, we'll see how this all plays out, but I think this will be a good test for both teams and a good matchup. And I think these two teams, when we talk about matchups, do match up very well against each other. So um, it should be should be a good one. Uh, a couple other games to look at this weekend. Uh, so let's talk NFC West for a second. Uh, okay, New England will be playing the now NFC West leading Rams. So the Rams and Seahawks are trading this basically every weekend. So they'll be playing the now NFC West leading Rams. The Arizona will be playing the Giants. I Just going back to something I said earlier, the NFC West to me, and maybe this is just the NFL as the whole all season and because – um, I cover the Niners. I'm so focused on the NFC West, but it's like every week, I feel like every team is, you just don't quite know which one you're going to get. Um, so, you know, you had the Rams play a great game this weekend and win, and then they go ahead in the NFC West. They're going to be playing new England who just 
beat the bejeebers out of the Chargers on Sunday. Um, beat the bejeebers is a word. It's a phrase I just made up, and you guys are welcome for that. <laughs> but they – so now they will play the Rams. Uh, you know, in terms of matchups, I think the Rams actually match up better than – uh, here's another deep analysis, guys. And the Rams match up better against them than the Chargers, but the Rams, I think, certainly match up better. So I actually I do expect the Rams to come out of that one with the win. Arizona, New York is interesting because Kyler Murray has not been the same the last couple of weeks, and we know he's battling a shoulder injury, and I don't know if that's part of it, but it does seem how goes Kyler Murray is how goes the Cardinals, yeah. and. If he is indeed hampered by this shoulder injury, you've got a Giants team that is coming off momentum, beating the Seahawks, is gaining some confidence, who feels like, take that, the rest of the league, the NFC East is where it's at. And um, I'm I'm curious to see how this game plays out, mainly curious to see what is going on with Kyler Murray. We haven't seen him throw the deep pass the way he had earlier mm-hmm. in the season. And uh, it's kind of which Cardinals team is going to show up. And so now they're fighting for the playoffs. And uh, this is a really important game, which I think, you know, a month ago, you look if you looked at this game on the schedule, this would have looked like a pretty easy win. But I think also going back to talking about Buffalo, just as Buffalo was one Kyle, Kyler Murray, Hail Mary or Hail Murray away from <laughs> – having a little better record than they have. The Cardinals are one Kyler Murray Hail Mary away from being an even deeper hole. So, and that's one of those, I don't know if that's one of those good te- games, good teams know how to win, or that was just an unbelievable pass and they win the game. But you know what I'm saying? So I think this is a important one to watch and, and important really to see what happens with the Cardinals in these next few games. And yeah, he, he had um, that interception that looked pretty ugly. You kind of have to think about, I don't know, I, because I, I, the Hale Murray or Mary, (laughs) whatever whatever you want to say, (laughs) um, that was lucky too. I mean, yes, he put put it in the right spot where you'd want, but it was an amazing grab by an amazing receiver and there was luck. I mean, that was just, that was just one of those things, but um, you know, with his shoulder, he just has—he's just hasn't been up to where we've seen him. So yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how badly that affects him, and hopefully he can get control over it. But I just—I don't know. And he's been on the the injured report. Usually, if you're okay, you know, they take you off. No, he's he's been on. He's still playing, but he's been on it. So uh, that one is definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, in these final weeks of the season. Uh, Over in Philadelphia, so New Orleans is playing Philadelphia this weekend. I actually don't think normally that was something we would need to talk about today, except that we have a quarterback controversy in Philadelphia. And, you know, Carson Wentz has been very ineffective throughout the season, and he did get benched the other day for Jalen Hurts. So now the question is, Mm -hmm. is does Hurts stay the starting quarterback. What do they do with Carson Wentz? It's just something I think important to keep an eye on. Uh, they're playing a New Orleans team who's having their own situations at quarterback, but they're making it work. Uh, Taysom Hill is, you know, <laughs> making he's making it work, and um, it's just going to be that's kind of what's going to be the interesting storyline here for Philadelphia yeah, quarterback quarterback carousel game. Yep, <laughs> quarterback quarterback carousel game for sure. 
Uh, but, you know, we'll see. Will Jalen Hurts start in some ways? And this is not my job. But in some, though there are many an Eagles fan who I guarantee you would be like, whatever, you could do a better job than Doug Peterson's doing right now. So, but I actually, I'm going to go ahead and say that that's not true. I, I feel strongly that that's an incorrect yeah, statement. Yeah. But I know there are many an Eagles fan. And I, every time I watch a Raiders game and see Nelson Aguilar, I just think of the guy from the news and I laugh every time because the Eagles fans are just like, unlike any other. But, um, you know, I think now that you've benched him, yeah. I kind of think he has to stay benched unless he got hurt. I don't know. I think – I don't know how I feel about the decision to bench him. Yeah, I in don't that know either. Situation. I don't know how I, think, I feel. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. I know how Carson Wentz feels about it, but and I know how Jalen Hurts probably feels about it. But I just think – I don't know. It, it does create a tough situation. And, you know, we saw it earlier in the season in the game where Garoppolo got benched. Um, and he was coming off that injury and the Niners, whether this was entirely the case or not, it was the idea that they were trying to protect him. And he had got hit hard a couple of times yeah. in that game. And he was coming off that high ankle sprain and high ankle sprains can be better and then quickly turn on a dime. So I think you could have that conversation and then put Garoppolo back out there as your starter. And mentally it's not hurting anybody. Uh, I think in this situation, you have a quarterback who clearly has lost his confidence, who cannot mm. seem to get anything done, and now you've benched him for the rookie. And I don't know. There's two ways that it could go. It could be like, okay, you know, I'm going to go out there and prove myself. You know, some it just depends on the person and and how they, you know, you know, handle themselves. So you know, that's where the coaching gets really like that's their call, and they know the player. And some people use it as motivation, you know, that they want to go out there and prove. But I don't like that's why I don't know what is the right thing, because I don't know how because it's like, yeah, it could give him the confidence and he could go out there and do it. But I but then again, it's like it could be enough to just kind of put him over the edge, you know, so it's it's hard and it's unfortunate because I you don't know what you're going to get. The good one, the good Carson ones or the bad Carson ones. Right. And so, um, yeah, TBD on that one. We'll keep a close eye on that. Uh, one more game I want to just mention this weekend is the Colts uh, against the Raiders. Uh, the Colts currently hold. So they hold the seventh seed uh, and they're second in the AFC South. Uh, they are uh, eight and four. The Raiders are seven and five. They were very close to being oh. <laughs> six and six, but – uh, Greg, the now former defensive coordinator of the New York Jets, helped them out there, and they won that game on a miracle. Uh, and then uh, Blitz Happy Greg Williams unfortunately lost his job over it the next day. Uh, though the Jets, I mean, they're just—I mean, at this point, if I why is anybody losing their job at this point with the Jets? Just ride it out. <laughs> like at this point, right. you've gone this far. Let them all ride it out. But I think everybody should lose their jobs come like January third. But like at this point, right. ride just it out. Not right now. <laughs> yeah, just just not right out. But you have a pretty. Uh, this is a big game here for the Colts and the Raiders, and it just—I know that I feel like a broken record. But every one of these games, and I don't know that it's been like that every single year. And I think and sometimes in years past, it's like far and away, it's so obvious who the, yeah. you know, where everybody's going to be and what the seating is. But this is, this is different. And of course, as, as we've talked about, this is the first season with the seven. Yeah, you know, I think it's a product. 
of the new, mm-hmm. the new, you know, and that's, this is what they wanted. They wanted more teams in the mix. So they, they definitely have created that, but then there, it has bigger ramifications too. Like with the, the you know, like you said, the only one has the buy. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. I, but I do think it's a product of like everything that's happened, but in, and we're at the, I mean, we're at the tail end here. We, we're, this is the time. And there are, yeah, more teams, more teams are going to be able to go. And I, I think it's very exciting and it's, you know, it's fun. Uh, so you have these teams like the Cardinals that are on the bubble. You have the Raiders on the bubble, the Ravens on the bubble. They're, you know, currently have the 19 now, should they win today that changes? So there's just a lot going on. The bears are just a hot mess of a disaster, <laughs> but we'll let them figure that out in Chicago. Um, so I, it's just, it's a, it's kind of, it makes it really fun. It makes it very interesting. Uh, so we have much to look forward to in this upcoming week 14 and much to discuss. So uh, next week we'll be back with that. We'll be back with our Friday Night Lights discussion. Uh, but of course, before we go, Steph, it's time for Fangirl Says, who's hot, who's not. All right, Steph, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm thinking of who. I, I don't know why. Like, we do this every week. And I'm like, every time I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to be it. And then it's time and I forget. <laughs> well, I'm happy to go first if you okay. want. Okay. Um, my who's hot is not going to surprise anyone who's been listening to us this entire podcast. It is, of course, Alex Smith because I think we covered all the reasons why. But what an yeah. incredible game and really what an incredible season and an incredible comeback. So, I am going to give it to Alex Smith and the Washington football Washington football team who handed the Pittsburgh Steelers their first loss of the season. Uh, so there is that. My who's not this week? Hmm. Well, even though I just said I don't know why he got fired at this point, I am going to have to give it to Greg Williams because you got the Raiders at the end of that game, no timeouts. I mean, Derek Carr has just overthrown a very wide open Nelson Aguilar. And basically the Jets were like, that's cool. We're still going to let them win it. Uh, And so that's, you know, we're just going to send everybody at the quarterback and leave the man unopened or, uh, you know, wide open. And that's that. So anyways, I'm going to give the who's not to Greg Williams. And I'm sorry to add insult to injury because he also got fired this week. But I guess it's not a big surprise that he's my who's not. I love it. I love it. So my who's hot is going to be Derek Carr. And it's okay. kind of funny because he had such a bad, he bad, bad, bad game last week. Mm-hmm. But he rebounded and he just did everything it took to win. And I was proud of him. And even though it was not the prettiest win, it was good because he went out there and he just, he didn't lose his confidence. I was definitely proud of him for that. Um, my who's not probably continues to be, I haven't named them yet because they're just so bad, but the Jets I just keep <laughs> being bad. The they're whole so thing bad. is just terrible. So I don't, I, you know, like you said, it's, it's just, don't worry about firing him and, but, but then fire everybody come January. So they continue to be my, uh, they're on my, my who's not hot list. Well, I think that's fair, and I don't really think anyone could argue with you on that one, so uh, which, is, which is saying something, uh, because people love to argue about everything, but this one, I don't yeah. think anyone can, but yes, they are so bad. All right, with that, we will bid you guys adieu. We will talk to you next week. Like I said, we will 
cover everything from week 14, take another look at the playoff picture, the ever-changing NFL playoff picture, talk Friday night lights. And with that, make sure you leave us a five-star review if you liked what you heard, and I'm sure that you did. And also make sure to follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, all. Bye-bye. Sports opinions with a side of satire. We're the first in tens, a weekly show delivering the spiciest opinions on football, life, and especially each other. And we can do that because we've been best friends for so long. I'm Amy. And I'm Jasmine. First in tens will bring you sports from the female perspective while also injecting pop culture, fashion, and music into our daring dialogue. We're saucy, edgy, and most of all, we, we think, think we're, we're funny, funny AF. First in tens, light on stats, heavy on sass. Follow us at firstintensepodcast.com.